Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. So we didn't really feel, given the name of the podcast, that we could leave out these last two years of COVID that we've all gone through. And I'm sure even though that we could, we'd prefer to just put it to one side and move on from it, it's really decimated all parts of life. And I'm sure for some of you listening, as well as for us, we've lost loved ones and we've just struggled. It's been really difficult. It's just been a really tough time. And so we really wanted to talk honestly about how we've each found it, how it's been moving church online, how it's just been trying to stay trusting in Jesus when it's just been a really difficult and challenging time. So yeah, Hannah, how have you found the last two years? Well, I was gonna I was just I was just thinking maybe I should bounce that one straight back to you because I dove in last time. So maybe you should go first this time. <laughs> How has it been for you, Joy? Well, I, when I was thinking this through, I guess I mean, thankfully, there have been hard things and good things. Like when I was thinking through myself, there's definitely been stuff I found challenging. I mean, it's crazy when I look back at what we've all gone through over the last two years that we never really saw coming. And just in a moment, we couldn't go and see anyone. We couldn't go to church. We had to stop everything. And it was just so abrupt, coupled with that sort of fear of an illness that we didn't know how we were going to cope with. And we didn't know how serious it was going to be, but it was obviously serious enough that meant that I couldn't see anyone. Um, And I have generally, the main thing that stood out to me is that I've, over the last few years, seen in myself a gradual fear about getting ill or just being unwell or maybe getting a disease or something like that. And so this felt like it in a really tough way, sort of fed right into that. And I think I've had that since I've had children because I felt a responsibility and a protection to look after them and all of that. But so when COVID hit and I was not only worried about myself getting ill, the people I loved, but also trying to protect my kids, that felt like a really tricky fear to confront. Um, And so I guess my, my first thought was was that it was a good chance for me to confront it because it was something that I I felt like God really spoke to me in. But it was a hard one because we were trying to do it in the midst of a pandemic and had all these other things going on, like homeschooling, and you couldn't see anyone and go and chat to them easily. And everything was just Zoom conversations. And so that felt quite heavy. But at the same time, I don't know whether I really would have confronted it if I hadn't had... COVID and God sort of poking me a little bit and just saying, let's chat about this fear because we're going to be in this for a little while and this is obviously going to be difficult for you. And so that was a good and a hard thing of just trying to wrestle with that through through the whole of COVID, really. I was going to ask you, so how did he speak to you in that or what did we you know? You said you felt like he kind of challenged that. What did that look like? What did he say? Well, I think it... I mean, I loved from the very beginning, like I loved Psalm 91. I used to read Psalm 91 all the time and it's talking about God being your refuge and putting your trust in him and him protecting you 
And so I felt like really powerfully at the beginning that he spoke to me about that. Um, but also, I guess it was just in those moments where you could fear, you could feel fear starting to settle in of, you know, I just stopped watching the news because I found that that was, that is just fear provoking for me. And so gradually I noticed that God would just encourage me to just come and sit with him. And by that would sort of, I felt like he just said to me quite a lot throughout the time, just come and be with me. And every time that I came and sat with him and spent some time worshipping or praying, I would definitely go away feeling a lot better or at least feeling like my sort of God had given me a fresh perspective on fear because actually just spending time with him just felt like it it saw me through really and that he knew that I was fearful and I wanted to come to him and try to not be fearful but it was just really tricky so and often because I found that God speaks to me at night it and I don't know about you but I find at night is when everything sort of comes out in your mind in terms of all your fears or anxieties or your worries or you're processing your day and I would often find that that would be the time that God would talk to me of when I was just lying in bed trying to think about my day or think about what I'd seen on the news or, you know, think about people getting ill, I would find that it would be in those moments that I would sort of, that I would feel his presence with me, um, encouraging me just to sort of lay down the fear um, or gradually lay it down because it never really feels like something you just do in a moment, but it's like a gradual thing, I guess. Yeah. And you've had it now as well, haven't you? So... Did you kind of feel by the time you'd had it, you'd like ridden through that or that's not the, I don't know how to say that. You'd kind of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think because God had done a lot in me in that time that by the time I got COVID, even though I should say that obviously because I've just had it recently, I've been privileged to, you know, had vaccinations and all the rest of it that has really blessed me and protected me. So it felt less scary to get it now. I can't imagine what it was like for people at the beginning when we didn't have all the advances in medicine. Um, and also we just didn't know anything about it. Uh, whereas whereas now it felt like the combination of those two things of God having worked through that stuff with me. And yeah, just the point we're at in the pandemic now felt like it. I, I coped with it much more easily. But what, but what about you? How did you find it? Was there, was it scary for you? I mean, did you find it worrying? Not in that way. So it's quite it's quite interesting hearing you say that and share that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that could identify with that. And you know, just even thinking of um, like my mom, she had it. She was really quite unwell with it and very and quite scared. She'd say she felt quite scared. But I don't I don't know if it's. Again, like, I wonder if it's a bit of a personality thing of, I for some reason, that just didn't really occur to me that I might be quite unwell if I got it. But I'm always aware of it, very aware of it, because I do so much in the community around us, especially with vulnerable people. Um, so I was very aware of kind of their safety and protection. But I think that it just didn't really occur to me that I could get ill or that my, the family could get ill. Maybe it should have done, but... <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I, know. I think it's better if you weren't worrying about it. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe that's true. But I think, um, I think my personality, I actually find it emergency situations 
sort of I feel quite alert I feel like okay I understand that this is an emergency something switches on in my brain I'm ready to kind of go I actually find it harder outside of that um there's like some sort of adrenaline junkie or something it's but I I do sort of fear where I might be in life if it wasn't for Jesus um <laughs> reining me in and hemming me in but so yeah for me actually before covid hit we were having quite a challenging time we in the stage that we were at with church planting and kind of thinking about what do we do next you know the context that we're in it's such a highly local pattern of church planting and reaching a stage where sort of thinking how sustainable is this how can we carry on with this John was sort of looking at and exploring different jobs that he could potentially do part-time um and we basically were coming down to one month of finances left to carry on um church as we were doing it and and then COVID hit and I know it was a really hard and scary time but actually for us it's been a time where God has just really moved quite wonderfully and surprisingly and you know he's really reshaped things in church life in a way that's just I mean I guess it shouldn't be a surprise because it's true across the Bible isn't it how he loves to kind of things get desperate and then he acts or things look really small and then he makes it big um but so for us we've just sort of seen a lot of answers of prayer over the last couple of years connecting with because we sort of threw ourselves into right we're in this emergency situation we're in this vulnerable community how can we help how can we serve how can we look after people and bless people and that gave a real focus to the time I guess maybe that is a quite a key key difference of the experience in it for me of like I really felt like I had such a clear purpose and focus of what I was supposed to be doing at this time in this moment in history, um, which, which, you know, was good. Is it really bad to say actually it was quite a good time? Well, no, because you, you, you don't want to think that it was, I guess, like you were saying, that God redeems everything, doesn't he? He brings good out of everything and holding on to that. And also hearing people's, this is why this is great, because hearing different people's, experiences of what it's been like is really encouraging and faith building because you realize what God has been doing in different people in this time so for some people that it's been tremendously hard for and just a real struggle and perseverance um for other people you're able to share with them when it's been when there have been bits that have been blessings for them and yeah because actually we found one of the great things was just eat with church being online, even though that was hard for those of us that were just used to rocking up to church and being there in person and being in the same room as each other. You know, it it actually meant that we had so many more people being able to join in online and who didn't live anywhere near our church. Um, but also that they got to see what we were about. They got to watch the talks. They got to watch the services and people that are elderly and don't always find it easy to get in person to church, it meant that they could get it. And so we just found that, and I think across the board, this has been the case, a lot of churches have said that it felt like the gospel was able to go out wider and further. 
because of online. And so I guess the the hard thing of not being able to be in person and not being able to see each other and not being able to worship in the same room, you know, was again redeemed in some way by when I in a huge way actually by more people being able to hear about Jesus and more being people being able to like plug into a service and experience that who never would have gone in person yeah I think I I am aware I think I think my experience it is maybe very different from yours Joy is that I didn't actually reduce really the number of people that I was seeing during that time I mean obviously when nobody could go out nobody could go out wasn't it but, e- but even then so the community <laughs> I that... thought you were just admitting to breaking the rules no then. <laughs> no 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 we took it very seriously <laughs> but um but in our area you know a lot of the social workers went on furlough and um and a lot of the agencies that people would potentially use closed their doors, which you could understand because nobody really understood what was going on, did they? But actually, it meant that when we could, where it was legal and recommended, and there were loads of exemptions <laughs> for community groups, um, we, you know, it was just really busy doing pharmacy runs, doing food drops, um. We started a mobile coffee morning because that that sort of hit the criteria and was loud. So knocking on people's doors. But so I actually it was an incredibly full time in patches of people. But I know that that is a very different experience from so one of my really good friends who is still working from home, hasn't returned yet to the office and her weeks just became really quiet and not seeing many people at all so I don't know how how on earth do you I know a lot of people would have maybe experienced what I've experienced if they worked in the NHS or things like that and then other people who've just sort of had hardly any contact I don't know how you then marry together these different experiences that people have had and how you kind of how you do life going forward when people are now just in such different places, aren't they? It's such a challenge. Yeah, because we were saying before when we were chatting that um, it's also, in some respects, widened the gap, you know, within churches of people that were coming along before. So, you know, people that might have felt they were on the fringe of a church before and coming along some of them sort of got stuck in and in lockdown, you know, really made the church their community. And others, you felt like you didn't see them again. And it wasn't like you could go and check on them and check that they were okay. Or And so I think that was harder, definitely. Just because also everyone got so fed up, didn't they, with Zoom chats. And I know that, you know, I lead a community group, like a home group, and we were having to do that online and we got quite good at going around and then finding out how everyone was doing. But that was also, you know, people found that difficult, I think, because everyone was tired and that was all your conversation. And going back to what we were talking about before about being authentic, it just felt like a really difficult way to be authentic on a screen for about the millionth time in a day. Um, So, so that, that definitely was difficult, I think. Yeah, no, but funnily for us as well. So obviously 
we're in a totally different phase of life now, aren't we? But we still have a, um, in church, we've still got a community group that are meeting online because in their particular circumstance, it actually works really well. And there's people connecting in with that that probably wouldn't in person. Um, But yeah, I don't really think everybody got tired of Zoom in the end, didn't we? We were all very grateful for it, but it did get quite wearing in the end. You just wanted to... Well, I say that. Do you ever say that? I was with people. I was kind of like, I feel like I'm still waiting for my lockdown to happen, really. <laughs> but don't then... wish it. I don't want to do it again. No, no, I don't. I don't either. I don't either because I absolutely, you know, I don't at all want to give the impression it was all rosy. I get major cabin fever if I'm in the house for a day. Yeah. So it was, and we had an extension and then we unexpectedly had a lockdown baby. So there were were a fair few challenges across the year but um I don't know if for you I don't know how you feel about this one Joy but for me I've always kind of probably like looking after myself kind of like prioritizing self-care um you know I've probably not been very good at in the past um just not knowing quite how to do it in in a way that doesn't sort of feel really self-indulgent but likewise takes quite seriously I need to look after myself because everybody else is busy looking after themselves, doing their own things. And, you know, and then you have kids and it's really hard to kind of prioritise things that you think you need. But I, so lockdown was quite challenging for that for me. I found it quite sort of hard thinking about, right, everything's kind of not as it was taken away in a way so I really need to take seriously looking after myself and not kind of yeah. like relying on those other things that maybe just sort of keep you going a bit. So I got I got a little bit more serious about fitness and I loved it. That was great. It got a little bit more sort of just, you know, I guess there was different time available wasn't there than outside of lockdown. So I, I did sort of, yeah. I made time to really read my Bible in a way that I hadn't done for quite a while. And again, now, like I'm struggling to, I can't, I'm struggling to kind of do that again now. And I've got a little baby around again. But I really, I really think like just those two things on their own, getting some exercise, reading my Bible were actually just really quite amazing it's not complicated is it you think you should know these things but it just made such a difference to my experience of the time I think like the running I started running always hated the idea of running but it really did keep me sane and then just reading my bible just trying to hold on to a really good perspective of life yeah I don't know about you I mean we're probably different aren't we in terms of like self-care and what did you find that a challenge or were you kind of like I know what to do here well I just um so my kids had just gone to school and so I was just getting into having been a stay-at-home mum and was just getting into the swing of um volunteering in different places and yeah I was desperate to be out having been at home I'd love I loved being at home I loved taking care of the kids in that way I was pleased I got to do it but by the time they went to school I was thinking yeah now I can get on with different things that I want to do so I was just starting all of that and then lockdown hit 
And so that was yeah. definitely a challenge because that had been, some of those things have been part of, I would say, that self-care thing of taking time to do things that blessed you and just having a chance to see people, volunteering things that were just life-giving. And then that stopped. And then you're at home all the time. And I was into homeschooling children. And so that was interesting because trying to just find time to keep your own sanity. Because you're right, like if you... I found on the days that I wasn't really chatting to God or praying, all the rest of it, my fuse was so much shorter and you know the kids were missing their friends and missing school and you were all just stuck in this place weren't you and so I realized quite early on like I remember saying to God really early on I really need you to give me some exercise that I'm going to really enjoy because I would go swimming twice a week and I loved it and I used to use it to process time and pray and think through stuff and then that went and so I, along with many other people that might be listening to this podcast, um, joined Joe Wicks. <laughs> Us too. And we did it. And uh, I made the kids do it, which they absolutely hated. And uh, But we did that. And we did that. Oh, I look back now and I think, well, I made them do it every day for like, you know, three or four months or whatever. Because I, you know, they're young and they're active. And it was so good for me so that when when we finished it after about four months, I carried on doing it and I've been doing it now since sort of July 2020 or whatever. And I definitely found that it really, really helped me. And, but I think again, it was helpful for me at the beginning knowing, okay, God, I really need, I really need to be able to do some exercise because that will help me just, I always feel so much better after I've done it. So that was one of the things, but also, yeah, I found for me just spending time worshipping God. I naturally sort of find that I connect with him really easily when I'm listening to worship music and singing. I love doing that. So sometimes when the kids would be pottering around, I'd just be put on my headphones and I took to just sort of lying <laughs> sprawled out on the living room floor just with my headphones on just like listening to worship music and the kids would come in and be like mummy's lying on the floor again um but just for me it was just taking that time to just recenter and focus and just to have some time to sort of go with god of this is what's going on in my mind this is where i'm at again like i was saying this is the stuff i'm worrying about these are the concerns I have for the kids, you know, concerns that they, schooling was, it was going to be a nightmare and just concerns about how we were all going to cope long term with all of this. Um, and I, for me, those were the, that was the saviour. So a bit similar to you. So exercise, but also just worship and building that into my life. And when I was looking back on this, I was thinking that's one of the things I'm most grateful for in that I've kept that up. So I still, even now, will put my headphones on and just lie on the living room floor, just soaking in God's presence and being with him and just really needing that because it's so tempting, isn't it? Once you feel like this is over to just go back to how you were living before. And I, I felt like I, there were some things I thought, well, I don't want to go back. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to change my life and move forward. So I think that's one of the things that has been just impacted me is just how important it is for me to spend time worshipping God and in his presence. And I don't want to lose that as life gets busier and push it out and have it as an added extra, which is so easy to do. 
yeah, yeah definitely we talked quite a lot um in church life at the time and and going through it about you know what is Jesus saying through this what is he you know it is an opportunity to kind of consider life patterns and what what yeah. is you know what is he what is he sort of highlighting what could go or like what new patterns and habits have you established now that are actually really good for you want to keep um and that is really good I think I I haven't like managed to maintain the fitness but coming out of it and it's you know I do that is because I had a baby <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. So, I know, so I am getting I am getting back into it now I am getting back into the running now and I really like I just I really need to sort of feel like you have to fight for these things don't you it's not like they just easily land in your lap or like it doesn't yeah, take definitely a mindset or a determination to maintain these things that you you have to really fight for them don't you so I kind of feel like I'm in that now like really wanting to fight for getting that back a bit and um prioritizing that because things just so easily slip in that are busy and pressing and demanding don't they and yeah yeah I mean I guess I I think that the other thing that is was helpful was to to make those of us who were followers of Jesus realise truly whether he was the one that we were sort of building, he was our foundation, as it were, because when when this sort of came in and it felt like a huge storm that came in and there was, it was a perfect storm of fear and uncertainty, we had no idea of an end time. And that was that was all sort of the space for God really to to come in and hold you like in that time and I I found that you could either and you saw in different people that people that sort of pushed into that and allowed him really to hold them and to just deal with the stuff that he was sort of bringing up because I you know guess like you were saying that he was bringing stuff to the surface and through that time of just dealing with stuff or whether, or whether people went away from him and everything that was going on in life that was considerable just pulled them further away. And that was, that was difficult to see, I think. But I'm, it's, yeah. it's quite nice to come out of it going, I felt like I loved Jesus before and I felt like I wanted to follow him before. And I felt like I tried to trust him. Um, you know, we don't always do it as well as we want to. But I was grateful to see in my own life that actually when it came to it and we ended up in this storm that I did rely on him definitely at points better than at others um yeah yeah but yeah it's quite nice to be in a situation where you see what you really stand for I guess or what you hold dear um to feel like you've been refined and to kind of sort of really through that process being put under a bit of pressure discover like yeah I do love you Jesus I do want to follow you I do trust you I want to trust you more but you're going to grow that it's it's not a bad experience is it it's good to have those like benchmarks in life that you can look back on and say he was with me he did something then he showed me what's really in my heart then um it's, it's quite a good thing isn't it and he didn't go anywhere, yeah. did he? Like I, 
I mean, I think about this even before the pandemic, you kind of, you meet, maybe you meet Jesus for the first time, you're getting to know him, you're sort of starting to want to follow him and you get used to meeting him in certain ways. You get used to kind of, he'll, oh, maybe he'll speak to me in this way. Maybe he'll kind of, I know now that this is, he cares about this thing. So you kind of, you get familiar with some of his ways and how he interacts with you. But then the longer you walk, I think with him and the different seasons of life you go through with him you kind of learn that you've got to expand how you expect to meet with him massively and it expands how you expect him to speak to you because and if you can kind of embrace that and let him do that it it's so rich isn't it because not only now do I know how to meet with him when I haven't got any children with me and I can stand in a service and sing for an hour to my heart's content and be still and really hear from him lost in worship wonderful but now I also know how to access him while I'm got a child screaming at me (laughs) the other side of the sitting room and I'm trying to unload the dishwasher and I can call upon him in that moment too I just think and, you know, I think the pandemic brought that about as well. It took away things that and ways that we knew how to connect with him and church as it was changed. And we were kind of, there was a challenge there then, wasn't there? Of like, are you going to yeah. learn a new yeah. way to connect with me? Are you going to kind of yeah. find me in this season of life? Find what I've got to say to you in this season of life? And um, there were some real nuggets to kind of, dig out in that phase I think like like what you've said you know finding those nuggets of of him in that time that I think now you're kind of grateful for aren't you because there's a richness to it and Yeah. yeah yeah I just think you want I was thinking about this recently and saying to a friend that um God as redeemer bringing good out of everything I mean it's it feels like it's one of my favorite qualities of him not qualities but it's who he is he is the redeemer that he will bring good out of anything stuff that we look at and think how can this ever be good you know people have had their lives and businesses and loved ones you know it's just been tragic for so many people and I think for me just holding on to that that God is redeemer and I have to trust that that he can bring good out of a place where we just don't think it's possible to bring good and so for us to be able to even sit here and say well this was some this was a good thing during covid and this was a good thing you know that's god because you know the rest of the time was so difficult and like you said I am grateful for different things you know I really feel like god worked through with me to a point of bringing me through it the fear that I'd had and it possibly would have just gone on a lot longer and it was uncomfortable it definitely was uncomfortable because it felt like you were being squeezed in the sense of God wanting to bring freedom for you where in in an area where you'd where you'd sort of been in bondage but and that that does feel difficult when it feels like you're working through that but I'm definitely grateful for it now because I I feel freer for it. Um, And as we were saying, you know, the the things that we've done in our lives that 
we're going to keep doing, you know, the worshipping and the reading our Bible and all the rest of it, you know, that has been so valuable of having that extra time, but realising again how important it is going forward. And, I, yeah, I don't want to go back to how it was before, you know, I want to move forward and see what God's got in this next stage, which hopefully is not COVID anymore. <laughs> yeah, it'll be something else though, won't it? It won't be like, it won't be devoid of challenge. But just think- No, it won't be devoid of challenge, but hopefully just not this particular one (laughs) I think that's really good joy though just say you know lingering on that of the fact that he he is redeemer because I feel like I can already see now things that he did that were so good and I'm grateful for but I have got you know just thinking of people that I know who aren't in that place of you know maybe don't maybe they'll say that in a year's time maybe maybe not but just sort of yeah knowing people who aren't couldn't say that now but but he is still redeemer so and we don't all work to the same time frame so he's just holding fast to the fact of there will have been purpose in the last two years for every single person there will have been purpose in it and whether you know that now or whether you know that in a little while or maybe you don't see that until heaven there will have been purpose in it and just knowing that he is in all things including covid he is working for the good of the people that he loves i think it's just so important to hold on to isn't it and not not letting yourself be deceived that that isn't true not letting yourself be deceived that actually he he prefers some of his children more than his other children because look that child of his is saying oh wasn't it wasn't it good to learn this like it's it's just not it's not true like he loves us all and there's purpose for all of us isn't there and sometimes it just feels like you're saying that over and over again to yourself um and it sort of becomes your mantra of like you know he will work everything for the good of those who love him you know and you're saying that and you're holding on to it and and you just have to keep holding on to that until you you know until you you feel like you can really say that you know and really mean it but you're totally right that there'll be some people who might be listening to this and think I definitely couldn't say that now you know my my life feels like it's been torn apart by covid and we wouldn't want to say and we definitely aren't saying what we're saying glibly at all it's it's sort of fought through isn't it and it's a place of having wrestled with stuff and worked through stuff and yeah and just trusting that God will get you to a point if you stay close to him where he will hopefully give you joy in it which is something that you think how is this ever going to happen but he's God and he can do it and and even when it's tough and even when everything around you seems to be crumbling and you're able to say I'm I'm going to trust you, God. And it's, sometimes that's through gritted teeth. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to trust yeah. you even when it seems really hard and having to trust that, that that honors him because he knows, he knows that's a sacrifice of praise, isn't it, to him in that moment? That seems like a good note to end on. It does, yeah. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com.